Hello and welcome to Teaching Elementary Mathematics. I'm Dave Blake. So over the last few podcasts I've been walking through a few things but the thing that I noticed is that there's so many different components and parts and little tangents that I could go off and so I will get those later but right now I'm focused to, on how to teach uh, in your everyday teaching and so uh, hopefully in the future I will make one about all of the little things that I've mentioned that uh, might be confusing or people haven't heard of before and so I will get those covered later. But today I would like to talk about week seven in teaching third grade mathematics. Last week we talked about the objective was to add within 1000 and we talked about some different strategies of starters and doing number of the day and same and different. We're going to talk about those same types of things and we're going to add into those. So as we start week seven, the kids should have a pretty good understanding of how to add. We've drawn pictures, we've helped them understand how to add within a thousand. We started really slow with uh, adding smaller numbers and now we're getting to adding the up to the what the core asks, uh, asks us to do. So our objective today, or this week, will be to subtract within 1,000. Now there's a di lot of different components to this. There's, without regrouping, there's subtracting a three-digit and a two-digit or a one-digit. How do you teach that? There's also subtracting with regrouping. There's subtracting with regrouping only once. Maybe we're going to regroup twice. Maybe we're going to subtract across zero. So today, we'll talk about how to organize that so that it's easy for the kids to understand. So I'm going to break down the success criteria or the things that the students need to be able to be successful with in order to reach the objective as we go through the week. So the first thing that we, our students need to be able to accomplish is we want them to be able to draw up to a thousand using base 10 blocks. So do they know how to represent the number 32. And in my class, I teach 30 is three sticks because I've shown them how a stick represents 10 blocks. So they draw three sticks and two little dots. Because if you use base 10 blocks, then the smallest cube is a one, and so that's represented with a dot. Then a stick is represented with a 10 and a square is represented with 100. And so they need to know how to do this. So on day one, I would start with this concept. That would be my goal, that they can do this. The next thing that they need to know how to do is they need to know how to draw a subtraction problem. Now, this is my favorite task to do with higher level kids. I'm talking like fifth and sixth graders. I'll give them a problem and have them draw an addition problem and most of them can get it right. And then I'll have them draw a subtraction problem. And with the subtraction problem, I'll put seven minus four and you can't use any math symbols, but you need to represent it. And the higher kids will draw seven dots and then draw a, slat or a line and then draw four more. And I'll say, oh, so seven minus four is 11. That's what you're telling me. And they don't understand that when you're subtracting, you need to cross things out. And there's multiple different ways of subtracting if you're comparing then you line the two up and you cross out what you have the same and then whatever is left over. So there's lots of different ways to do this. 
or to represent subtraction, but it needs to be you're crossing things out. And so I have them put on there seven dots, cross out four of them, and that is three. And so they need to understand how to do this. Now, with that, we can easily build into a two-digit and a two-digit without regrouping, a three-digit and a three-digit without regrouping. It gives those kids so much confidence. And you say, okay, if I have uh, this many hundreds and I'm subtracting this many hundreds, how many do I cross out? And they cross it out. And then they just put how many are left. And it's so great to see that confidence. And those kids who have struggled in math, their eyes get bigger, their smiles get bigger, and they really start to understand it. Now, the other day I was talking with some teachers about how to differentiate, and they're giving the, these kids like 10 problems to do, and some kids get done first, and some kids get done in a long time, and what do you do with the kids that are done? And to eliminate that, what you do is you give a kid a problem, or you give the whole class a problem, and say, draw a representation of this. And the kids who finish normally really quickly have to draw a picture. And the kids who struggle have to draw a picture. And they have to draw the same number of things. And it'll help differentiate because the higher kids can think beyond and the lower kids can think of where they're at, but they can all draw a picture. And it'll eliminate that gap that you have of what do you do when one kid's done and the other kid's not because everybody's finishing at about the same time. So have them draw a picture. Have them draw what subtraction looks like with single digits and then with double digits. And now if you have a three-digit minus a two-digit without regrouping, you draw your hundreds and your tens and your ones for the first number, and then you cross out your ones that you have to cross out for the second number, and you cross out the tens that you have to cross out. And as you do this, then the kids will understand, and then they bring down on the bottom what they have left. It'll be amazing the smiles that you'll get, the kids who will understand it, who have never understood subtraction before. So our success criteria is can they draw those things? Because if they can't even draw it, then how are they supposed to use it to add and subtract? The next one is can they do subtraction and draw a subtraction problem with single-digit numbers? Because if they can't do that, they can't subtract within a 1,000. The next success criteria would be to draw a three-digit minus a three-digit with no regrouping. Have them draw this. Can they do it? Can they draw it? Can they cross out the ones that they need to cross out? Is there a problem with organization? Is there a problem with counting? This is where you can start to understand why the kids are missing the problems. But if they don't have any regrouping, they don't have to think about the other things. And so the next step we're going to talk about is, can they regroup with regrouping once? And I like to start with regrouping in the ones place. So now they have a problem and it's uh, 322 minus 178. And so they can't take two away from eight. And so you think about, okay, what am I going to do? And they draw it and they can't cross out eight blocks. Then you start talking about place value and how the tens is 10 times greater than the ones. And if you take one of the tens and move it over and pull it apart, now you have 10 ones. And now you have 12 ones because you had 10 plus the two that you already had. And now you cross out eight. And as you cross out eight, then the kids are like, oh, there's four left. 
And then how many tens do I have? Oh, there's one less ten. So there's, and the excitement that they get, they're not just crossing out and carrying and regrouping and bringing over and borrowing and going to the neighbor next door if there's more on the floor. And these rhymes, they're not, they're understanding that you're not subtracting just two, but you can go to the neighbor and take apart some of those tens and make the ones and get what you need to do. So we're going to regroup once. Now, this is kind of a long process because you need to take some time. This could take a whole day. It could take a day and a half. If it takes two days, that's okay. But do this and keep drawing it and keep drawing it and keep drawing it until you have a huge percentage. And my goal is always at least 80%. With something like this, I want even higher because this is so foundational. Get 90%. Get 100% of your kids that are able to do this. Now, as you've regrouped once, now you need to regroup twice. You're going to regroup in the ones, and then you're going to regroup in the tens. And if you've got them to draw it, then this regrouping isn't a problem. And so you're going to see what's left. And you're going to do this. And this will not take as long as regrouping once, because you've already taught how to regroup. You've already taught how to draw that. You've already taught them how to think through, what do I do to get 10 to the other spot? Now we get to the tricky part, subtracting across zero. So let's say we have 502 and we have a zero in the tens place and we're minusing 381. So the ones place, we don't have to regroup, we draw it out, but there's nothing to draw in the tens place. This really confuses kids. Now, if you understand the concept of zero, zero was not invented until the year about 200 AD. Think about how much time has passed. What's the symbol for zero in Roman numeral? There isn't one. What's the symbol for zero in the other cultures? There isn't one. Until it was developed in about 200 AD, they had a symbol for zero. And we're expecting our seven and eight-year-olds to understand it the first time they see it. This is so complicated for them. So take some time, help them understand that we have five in the hundreds place and we don't draw anything in the tens place and we draw two in the ones place. And they'll have a hard time understanding, well, I can't cross anything out. Okay, so what do you do? You go to the next one over, you go to the hundreds and you break the hundreds apart into ten tens. But please help them understand that zero is a quantity. There is something there, even though there's nothing there. So then, as we start to understand this part, then subtracting across the zero will become easier. And they don't have to cross out and go next door and cross and then bring that over and then cross. And No, they don't have to do that. Because they'll understand. Because they've seen a picture of it. And they've seen those visual representations that make it concrete in their mind and help them understand what they're doing. So, talk to them about subtracting across zero. This should probably take a week. It's subtraction. It can take a week and a half. It's okay. But as you go through these success criteria, make sure that your students are understanding it and see how they build off of one another. Because if they can't subtract without regrouping, how do we expect them to subtract 
with free grouping. If they can't draw a visual representation of a number up to a thousand, how can we expect them to subtract using a picture? So now I want to talk about some starter strategies. So on Monday, we're going to do same and different. What does that look like? I mean, sorry, on Monday, we're going to do number of the day. Now, this ties right into our concept. And so if we put on the board 382, what are all the different ways that we can represent this? I hope that the one that you're emphasizing is how to draw it using base 10 blocks. Because that's the concept we're going to teach today. Then as you move on to the next day, what's same and different? Put a subtraction problem up there and an addition problem up there with the exact same numbers and have the answer and see if they can figure out what the same, what is same and what is different. Let them understand that the, prob, the numbers in the problem are the same, but the symbol is different. And because the symbol is different, the answer is different. And let them understand that you can have the same numbers in a different operation and the answer to a subtraction problem is probably going to be smaller than where you started at. And the answer to an addition problem is probably going to be bigger than where you started at. And have that rich conversation that you need to have. On Wednesday, we want to have them draw a story problem. Do they need to draw it in base 10 blocks? No. But they need to have an understanding of what they're doing. So let's say that you have a problem up there that says Mike has $342. And then he earns $193 more. How much money does he have altogether? And have him draw a picture of it. Now, you've already taught on Monday how to draw a picture. On Tuesday, you've talked about how to draw a subtraction problem using base 10 blocks. So hopefully that's how they're doing it. But it's okay if they do it in another representation. The next thing we want to do is what do you notice and what do you wonder? This is going to be on Thursday, and we haven't quite talked about subtracting across zero. So now what we want to do is we want to do 501 minus 95. So as we conclude, I just want you to think about all of the benefits that can come with a visual representation of a problem. All the benefits that can come from having that rich conversation with your students. And how to tie in your starter, your conversation you're having, with what you're going to teach to build up to uh, the concept that will build up to your objective for the end of the week. So I hope that you've had fun with this. I'm learning more about how to podcast, how to uh, get my message across so that people will want to uh, continue listening to this. If you liked it, please share. Please uh, subscribe. And uh, it's been fun learning with you.